Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Hey, what's up, World Overcomers? Come on in the house. We're so glad that you decided to spend your valuable time and join us again for another Wednesday night of Bible study. My name is Pastor Tony, and you have been with me for the last two weeks, and I'm glad you're back, and I I hope you brought somebody with you. We are going further in the walk on Water series. We pray that it's been a blessing to you thus far. Just for a little bit of review, we're going to talk about week one. Week one is, you better recognize, and we talked about Peter and that he lived a life that was instinctive, and he recognized the moments for Jesus to perform a miracle, not only in him, but through him, so that we are still talking about the things that he's done today. So we talked about recognizing moments and seasons and times where God wants to use us in a phenomenal way. Week number two, we talked about hello fear, that while everybody else that stayed in the boat, they were afraid and they thought it was a ghost on the water, but what made other people afraid drew Peter to his moment. And so sometimes we have to face our fears. Sometimes we're going to have to overcome those fears. Sometimes we're going to have to do it afraid. In spite of what we feel, we still have to step out on faith and do what God has called us to do. And so we're going to go a little further, and I hope y'all don't get bored. We're going to stay in the same Scripture because there's so many nuggets just in this passage of Scripture here. And I want you to go with me again to Matthew, the 14th chapter. We're going to start at the 25th verse, okay? And this, we all know that Jesus told them to go out and get in the water, and, and, and they didn't know where Jesus was after he had finished performing a miracle. And so we're going to pick up right here at 25. And it says, shortly before dawn, Jesus came to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus said to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out on the water with you. 29, it says, and Jesus said, come. Look at this, you guys. And it says, then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind and was afraid, he began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. I'm going to go back to the beginning of 29. Jesus told Peter to come. Say, hey, you recognize me? This is me, Peter. Come on out. And at 29, it says, and then Peter got down out of the boat, and he walked on water, and he came toward Jesus. That little passage, that little sentence, that Peter got down out of the boat and walked on water, came to Jesus. See, a lot of times in our minds, I know I did from when I was a little boy and heard this story, I was thinking, you know, that the the disciples were in like a nice little rowboat, you know, something real close to the water or something like a little paddle boat or something like that. But the fact of the matter is, this was probably a very substantial uh, sized 
vessel. And so it wasn't just like Peter just rolled out and just, you know, got out of the water. He had to make some effort to get over the edge, to climb down, and to finally get to this point of belief, knowing that Peter had been around water all his life, that when I step on this water, it's going to hold me up. Man, what a, what a phenomenal display of faith. But people always want to, you know, they, they want to concentrate on him walking on the water. But can you imagine the journey of what Peter was thinking as he's climbing up, he's, put, he's throwing one leg over. No doubt he's probably climbing down on a ladder or some type of rope knowing that, oh my goodness, there is a storm going on. There is Jesus standing out here, out here on the water. And I've got to push myself. It's one thing to push yourself initially, but think about the things that you're thinking as this moment of truth is coming to fruition. You're getting closer to the water, and think about all the things he had to process and all the doubt he had to throw out of his mind and all the things he had to forget, knowing that he was a, a, a sailor and a fisherman, knowing what he knew about water. Think about the, the, the mind management that he had to execute in order just to get to the water, let alone walk on the water. And so today's message, we're going to concentrate a little bit on him getting over the edge. See, sometimes we won't get to the water to walk on it because we are, there are some things that we are scared to get over. There are some things that we're scared to go over the edge and go beyond the limits. And so my message for the next few minutes is as soon as I get over it. I want you to type that in, 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 the, uh, in, the, uh, in, in the chat tonight. As soon as I get over it. Now, for Peter, he had to get over the edge of the ship. He had to climb down the ladder. He had to walk down the rope or whatever the mechanism or apparatus that he used. But if God has called us to be water walkers, if God has called us to be people that do phenomenal things for a phenomenal God and do some things that other people who are too scared, who stay in the boat, if God has called us out of the place of safety into a place where we're, we're going to do something that has never been done, there are some things, God's people, that we have to get over. Peter had to get over the edge of a ship. But what is it that's holding you up? What is it that you have to get over in order to walk on your water. And sometimes just getting over what is impeding us, what getting over what is blocking us, is we, it takes faith just to get over the edge before I have to exercise my faith to walk on water. So we're going to talk about a, a couple of things that Peter faced in this moment and some things that you will face as you are approaching your water walking moment. First thing is, that Peter had to overcome. He had to overcome the opinions and the approval of the other disciples. After all, you have to understand that, that the other disciples, they were terrified. The Word of God says that they, they saw this thing, this mystical thing floating out on the water in the middle of a storm as it was, and the Word of God said that they were terrified. And then Jesus had to immediately speak to their fear. And can you imagine Peter saying, Jesus, is that you? He said, yeah, Peter, that's me. He said, Jesus, if that is you, tell me to come. Come on, Peter. And can you imagine the first steps he, the, he, he, he uh, is getting over the edge and said, Peter, what are you doing, man? He said, I'm going to Jesus. 
Peter, this is water, man. That's Jesus. He's the son of God. He's our rabbi. We accept that. But you are not him. Can you imagine the, the, the other disciples, John and James and Bartholomew and all these people say, Peter, don't do this, man. We love you. We love you. And let me tell you something. People can be well intended, but they don't have the word that you have, the, the word that you have that God has spoken to you. God didn't speak that word to James. He didn't speak that word to John. He didn't speak that word to Matthew. He didn't speak that word to any of the other disciples. He spoke that word to Peter. And Peter said, this is a personal word that our master Jesus has given me. And I know your faith is not there. I know that your trust is not there. But Jesus just gave me a word. And so I've got to step out. And I've got to go over this edge. And so not only did he go over an edge of a ship, but Peter had to get over the approval and the opinions of other people. Let me tell you something. Everybody has an opinion just like they got a nose. And when you are going to obey God, people who are well-intended will say, I wouldn't do that. They'll even find scripture. They'll say, you know, you know, you're supposed to count up the cost before you go to war. And are you sure about that? And are you sure this is not your emotion? And, and, and I'm not saying we shouldn't seek godly counsel. But at some point, you have to know Jesus to such a degree. You have to have such a relationship with God that when you know God has given you an edict to move, there should be nobody that can shake you. There should be nobody that you need a co-signature on when God has spoken something to the valley of your soul and it resonates and you know that I don't know how you're going to do it. God, I don't know what kind of way you're going to make. I don't know how you're going to use me or how you're going to use others, but I do know that this is your voice. And so I'm stepping out and I'm going to come. And we struggle with the approval of others with the opinion of others. We're humans. And we li everybody likes to be thought well of. Everybody likes to be accepted. I don't care how much people say they're a tough cookie, all that hard exterior. Everybody loves to be connected and approved and lauded by other people. It's just in our nature. And so there are going to come moments of greatness Forks in the road where, where if you're going to be a water walker, and I believe if you're watching me tonight, you're, you are a water walker. And if you're going to be a water walker, you're going to have to deviate from the norm. And when you deviate from the norm, and when you step out on faith, and when you step out and dare to be different, get ready for the opinions and the disapproval of others. For several reasons. Sometimes people are authentically concerned for you. And they mean well. They give you all the right reasons why you shouldn't step out on faith. And then there are other people that they are envious of you because God spoke to them too. And they're too afraid to step out. Oh, they recognize Jesus just like Peter did. But only Peter had the boldness to step out on faith. And then you have those that will literally try to oppose you. And not only would they say, you know, I would, they try to give advice, but they would literally try to stop you from stepping out on faith because you stepping out and doing what God called you to do is a reproach to them. 
and rather them see you succeed, they will try to go against you. But God said, we, you have to get over people. You have to get over being liked. You have to get over uh, being respected and people liking you and you being invited to dinner and brunch with people. God said, if you're called to greatness, sometimes you're going to have to walk this walk alone and people will not understand you. But will you get over it? As soon as you get over it, you're going to walk on water. My quest for greatness does not require a cosigner. It just doesn't. It, it would be great to be like Abram did. You know, God told Abram, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. Just leave your family and your kindred to a place I'm going to show you. I'm going to make your name great. He's like, oh, God, this is so great. He went to his nephew Lot, said, Lot, come on with me, man. There's going to, God, God Jehovah has encountered me. And what ended up happening, y'all, is that it turned out to be not a good idea for Abraham to bring his nephew with him. And so sometimes, y'all, we're going to have to walk this thing alone. And people are not going to support you in your walking on water. Number two, the second thing that I kind of alluded to already is, the, is isolation and doing it alone. That the more God calls us up and the more God calls us out, the, the smaller the crowd gets. The smaller the crowd gets. There is, there is comfort in the multitude of people. That's what the man at the, the pool of Bethesda, that was his problem. He, he, was, he was around a pool full of other sick, lame, and impotent folk. And so if I'm around people that have the same dysfunction or similar dysfunction to me, I don't feel so out of place because I find things around me that, feel, that make me feel comfortable. We are communal by nature. And so we like to take risks together. We like to take trips together. We like to go out to dinner together. And yes, we like to step out on faith with a partner. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's fun that we're praying for this and I'm praying for you and you're praying for me. And we swapped our, our prayer lists and, and, and our vision boards and I'm going to be praying for you and I got your back. But what if God calls you out on the water by yourself? Can you walk this walk alone? So, nope, I didn't call John. I didn't call Matthew. I didn't call Bartholomew. Peter, I called you. Come out on the water. Do you need a buddy plan to follow the path that God has for you? Can you walk this walk alone? We're followers of Jesus Christ. And at the end of the day, even his own disciples were in hiding when Jesus had to go to that cross by himself. And if the master had to walk his path out for his purpose alone. Who are you? Who am I that we can avoid the same path? But you're going to have to get over it. You're going to have to get over the fact that you may be by yourself. You're going to have to get over the fact that in order to be great, that's rarefied air. In order to do something people have never done, you're not going to find people that look like you, that sound like you, that come from your side of the tracks. But are you willing to be alone in order to be great? Some people can't, some people can't make that. I, some people say, I need people too bad and I need the approval of people. 
Well, newsflash, you will never reach the apex of what God designed for you to be if you're waiting for somebody to be a partner with. But I believe that as soon as you get over it, as soon as you will and say, God, it's me and you. I'm strapping in, and we're going to ride. I'm going to do what you called me to do, no matter who I lose, no matter what comes and goes. My, my, my purpose is to live out my purpose. And God, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to send people that are going to help me to my levels. Lord, but if you don't, God, I thank you, Lord, that you are with me. And as long as you're with me, you're walking beside me, I'll be okay. Isolation, doing it alone. We can get over it. I know, it may not be that, I know that, that may not be the case for everybody, but there is somebody who feels like you're all alone. Could it be possible that that is the very place that God wants you? Because as long as there's other people around, you're going to be leaning for their opinions and their approval and what you think, and then people add their little two cents and their salt and their pepper, and, and all of a sudden what God gave you doesn't even look like the original thing that God spoke to you. Because there's too many people around and too many opinions. Number three, the third thing that we need to get over, we need to get over unforgiveness and bitterness. Oh, well, these are big ones, y'all. If you're going to walk on water, now if you, you, can, you, can go your, you can go your whole life and hold grudges. You can go your whole life and let that, that spirit of revenge drive you to accomplish things, and you will have some semblance of success. But we want the good success that God has for us. Let me tell you what unforgiveness and bitterness will do. It will pervert your why. Oh, my goodness. It will pervert your why. And if it perverts your why, it will impact your what? When you have bitterness, and let's say you're stepping out and you're doing something that you know it's a challenge, and people said you couldn't do it, and you use that as fuel, say, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. You will get some monicum of success. But you short-circuit yourself because your motive is not pure. And God said, you have to get over the people that let you down. You have to get over the people that lied to you. You have to get over the people that did you wrong and, and took your money and, and, and gave you this, this pie-in-the-sky business venture and took your money and took advantage of you. God said, you've got to let it go because you've got to walk on water. And you can't walk on water way down in your heart because you're going to have to have ultimate focus on Jesus. And I can't focus on Jesus who told me to come out on the water and focusing on my cousin who did me wrong three years ago or focusing on my ex-husband or focus on the one that did me wrong. I can't, I can't walk forward and look back at the same time. And God is saying, if you're going to be a water walker, you're going to have to be quick to forgive. Let them go. Even Jesus said on the cross, God, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Because Jesus understood my heart has to be pure. If I'm going to complete this assignment, if I'm going to do what I was put on this earth to do, I've got to do it with a clean heart. I'm not talking about the cleanness of a heart by not sinning and not going out and doing all these diverse things. But what I'm saying is, is there something just in this corner that when you see them, 
Something tightens up in you. There is something in your heart, my brother. There is something in your, in, in, in your heart, my sister. And what God is saying is you need to let everything go because that, that, that unforgiveness and that root of bitterness that is in your heart is stopping you from being a water walker. God is saying today, you got to get over that stuff. And, and I'm, we're not trying to make light of it. I know the hurt is real. I know you got the scars to prove it. I know you got the emotional, uh, the scars and everything. I know they did you wrong. We're not trying to say, we're not trying to be in denial that it happened. But how much longer are you going to let it hold you prisoner? How much longer are you going to stay at that spot when life is passing you by day after day and week after week and month after month? And yes, even year after year, some of us are paralyzed and stuck at the place of our wounding. God has said, you got to get over it. If you're going to do exploits for me, if you're going to do the impossible, if you're going to walk on water, water walkers let everything go. They get light. God said, and here's what you don't want. You don't want to get out on the water and then bitterness comes and you begin to sink because you're carrying something that you were not intended to carry. God said, I want you to get over it. Now, what is your why? You will never succeed by walking on water, bitter or focused to get even. Trying to get even with people will get you far, but it's going to make you stop short of what God has for you. I hope you're being blessed tonight. I was about to type in that chat, as soon as I get over it, I'm going to get over it. I'm going to get over the hurt. I'm going to get over the timidity. I'm going to get over the approval of people. I'm going to get over it. And as soon as I get over it, just like Peter, I'm going to make myself eligible to walk on that water. The last one I want to share with y'all tonight is self-confidence. No doubt, Jesus had confidence in Peter. Oh, he wouldn't have told him, you could come. He asked Jesus, he said, Jesus, if that's you, if, I mean, if that's truly you, I don't, I don't want this to be my emotion, if this is a figment of my imagination, Jesus, if this is you, call me out there with you. Because now that I know it's possible, we talked about that last week, once I see it, I know it's possible, and I know I can do it too. And when Jesus says, come, it also meant, Peter, you're capable. I want somebody to type in the chat, I'm capable. Capable means you have the ability to do it. If Jesus had not said come, that meant Jesus had no confidence that he could do it. But the fact that the master told Peter, come on, come on out here, sir. Jesus' approval was the confidence that Peter needed. Philippians 1 and 6 says this. Being confident in this very thing, that he who hath begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You need confidence in self. I didn't say pride. I didn't say arrogance. I didn't say being high-minded. But there, if we're going to be water walkers, there has to be a level 
of self-confidence that we have in order to step out and do something that's never been done before. You say, well, I, have, I know that Jesus can, God can do anything but fail. Yes, we are great as Christians of having all this confidence in God, but we lack confidence in ourselves. And as a result, we exercise faith from a, from a weak standing because our confidence is in God, knowing that God is a spirit and he uses human beings to carry out his will in the earth. So it does us no good to have all full confidence in God, but not confidence in ourselves. And can I speak to somebody tonight? You are able. He would not have told you to come if you were not capable. I said, I know the things I put in you. So like he told Jeremiah, I, Jeremiah, I know the plans that I have for you. I needed you in your mother's womb. I knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. I know you. So if I told you to come, if I put that dream in your heart, if I gave you the vision for that business, if I told you to go to that city, do not doubt confidence in yourself. That's no good to have full confidence in God, but did not have confidence in the vessel that he wants to use. And can I tell you, you are the vessel that God wants to use. You are the instrument and the tool and the vessel that God wants to use to pour through and to establish and further his kingdom in the earth. Yeah, you, you that are watching me right now. On the other side of that phone, on the other side of that computer, God desires to use you to such a degree that it will blow your mind. But you have to have the same confidence that he has in you. So you can't, you can't focus on your past failures. You can't, po- you can't focus on what your siblings said you can't do and what your teacher and your professors say that you're not capable of. Greater is he that is in me the heat that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You've got to get over that spirit that says, I can't. You have to be confident in this one thing. That's what Philippians 1 and 7 says. You've got to be confident in this one thing, that he who began a good work. Now, let's stop right there. If you're out here and you're obeying God and you're stepping out on faith, you have to have the right perspective that this is not your work. It's not your ministry. It's not your family. It's not your business. It belongs to God. I talked about that in the last series. He is the owner. We are simply the managers. And what we have to realize, if he began the good work, he's going to perform the work. Now, am I saying we're not going to do nothing? We're going to sit, sit, sip an iced tea and watch God? No, we are going to do what only we can do. But at the end of the day, the responsibility to bringing that miracle and that vision and that dream to pass lies with God. It, he is the one who started it all. He is the one that put that seed into your heart. He who began a good work in me shall perform shall complete it, shall make it whole, shall make it live again. He who began the work. It's not my work. I've got an assignment, but this is the work of God. And he who began the work shall perform it 
continually. Not, not a one-time performance. He shall continually perform and do maintenance and support and undergird and even lift to a high level until the return of Jesus Christ. As soon as I get over it. You are so close to the very thing that God called you to do. You are so close to walking on the water. You are so close to doing what is impossible. But you got to do like Peter. You got to have some sweat equity. You got to make a move. You already have the word. But you got to make a move to get out of the boat. You got to get over it. The thing that's supposed to, that edge was supposed to be to keep you safe. But you're stepping out of the bounds of safety into the realm of faith. And I believe, my brother, my sister, that as soon as you get over it, everything's going to pop open. As soon as you get over that hurt or that trauma or, or, or the opinions of people, God's going to blow your mind. Miracles are going to pop off on the left and the right. Resources and money and favor and doors and influence. All these things are going to pop open as soon as you get over it. I don't know what your it is. But Jesus is saying, if you're going to come out here, you've got to get over it. And so, whatever your it is. And I want you to concentrate over the next seven days until we meet again next week. I want you to get over it. So, God, show me my it that I need to get over. Show me the thing that is impeding me from being a water walker. And I believe when we go to God in earnest and asking him to share the secrets with us, he won't cast us away. He'll give us what we need. Then we ask God, God, give us the boldness to step over the edge to ignore the naysayers, ignore the people who are too scared to even get out here so that I can be the water walker that you called me to be. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you have called us to do the impossible. You have called us to be people that defy the odds and defy these limits that man tries to put on us. Lord, but we realize, Lord, there are some things that life has put in our way or even the enemy of our soul has put in our way. It is put in place to be a roadblock from us getting to where you want us to be. So, God, right now, Lord, we ask you, Lord, first of all, God, Lord, thank you, Lord, for keeping us to the degree that you have kept us. But thank you, Lord, that the Word has found us tonight. And, Lord, that you uh, are the great uh, uh, revelator, God. So we thank you, Lord, for revealing unto us the things that we need to get over, God, whether it was from childhood or whether it was last week or whether somebody did us wrong in business or, or ex-relationship, whatever it is, God, show us the things that are impeding our progress from being the best that you called us to be, God. And, Lord, give us the boldness, the temerity, the unmitigated goal, God, to step out of the, the, the confines of safety. Lord, because as soon as we get over it, God, you're going you're gonna to hold us up. You're not going to let us sink. You're not going to let us fall, God, as soon as we get over it. God, I pray for God's people tonight. Lord, that we get a boldness to look at some areas and be honest with ourselves and you. Lord, for when you show us the areas that we need to get over, God, we position ourselves for you to do the miraculous in our lives. God, we love you. God, we bless you. We trust what you're doing in the lives of God's people, God. Lord, we vow, Lord, we're going to walk on water. 
We are going to do the impossible. We are going to do what people have said cannot be done. Because with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. God, we love you. We bless you. And we trust you in the seasons that we're in in our lives, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We pray that you will bless. If you will, give us some likes, give us some shares, tag somebody, say, man, this message challenged me tonight, and I want you to do one more favor for me. I want you to join me back here next week and bring somebody with you as we conclude the Walk on Water series. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you this Sunday, okay? Peace. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www worldovercomers.church slash podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.